Hey everybody, so today I am doing kind of something I saw someone do on YouTube, but she did it for romance novels. As we know, I don't love romance, so what I'm doing is there is a list on Goodreads right now, and it's like Goodreads most read, and I don't think it's necessarily the most read books, but it's the most shelved as want to read, or maybe it's shelved as read, I don't know. Basically, like what Goodreads thinks is the most popular books currently today. There are 56 books on this list, which I feel like is a random number. They should have just stopped at 50, in my opinion, or kept going. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I went through and I read some of these. I've DNF some of these. Some of these I have no interest in ever reading. And then some of these I have on my TBR. So I just thought we could go through this list together and discuss if this list is good, what is what, and all of my thoughts because I, of course, have a lot. Also, side note, you can probably hear it. It's probably just like a low rumbling sound, if anything, but they are repaving the roads today, so it is a little bit loud in the background, um, but I am hopeful that it's just like a slight murmur rumble in the background, and you can't really hear it. So I'm sure it's only going to bother me, and let's get into it. So I technically feel like I should go in backwards order for this, but I'm gonna just go in order. Um, the first choice on this list is The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. It has a 4.12 on Goodreads. I personally gave it five stars. This is a book that I have read. I really liked it. It's basically like every single choice that you make in your life, there are other lives that you could have lived if you would have gone to this school instead of that school how would your life be different if you would have married this guy how would your life be different and that kind of thing I really liked it it was his take on um, like depression and suicide and things like that so if that is not up your alley then definitely skip it um I think that uh Una Out of Order by Margarita Montemore was similar to this it was um definitely a totally different take and I think I'm not sure which one I like better. I think probably this one. I really liked it was really short chapters and I liked that you got windows into her world with every single choice. And I liked that it was a library because that is just like so wholesome for my book loving heart that it's like library themed or whatever. So I really loved it. Um, and I think a four or above on Goodreads is typically the sign of a good book. Although the next one also has a four or above and I don't like it. Um, the next one is The Four Winds by Kristen Hanna. It has a 4.34 on Goodreads, which is fairly high. Um, it's not the highest, but it's fairly high. And um, I have not read this and I wrote Never Gonna Happen because it's about the Dust Bowl and Kristen Hanna's books are like historical fiction and I've also seen that she does the same kind of pattern where it's always this like mother-daughter or sister-sister relationship where one is kind of the mother and one is kind of the daughter so they're all kind of the same format a little bit. Um, don't quote me on this. Actually there's another book on this list that's by Kristen Hanna that I'm kind of curious about so we'll see but Four Winds is about the Dust Bowl, and I've already told you my thoughts about that, so that's not going to happen. The next one is The Duke and I by Julia Quinn. This is the Bridgerton book, and I, like everyone else, was sucked into the hype of Bridgerton after watching it. I was like, it's a book series. I have to go read this. Oh, my God. 
and it's a 3.86 on Goodreads, which is fairly good. Um, I DNF this though. I was not enjoying it at all. I don't like historical fiction, so it's not surprising to me at all. I don't like historical romance either, so it was not for me, but if you liked Bridgerton, it's essentially the same thing, and I think it's a little bit more scandalous and juicy because it's like one of those old, like, you know, old school, like your books your grandma used to read. I don't know. My grandma used to read those with the scandalous covers. So it's like that. The next one is A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Moss. This has a 4.39 on Goodreads and I need to double check, but as of right now, this is the highest. So we'll come back if, if something's higher. Um, I DNF'd this book as well. This was the fourth book, technically the fifth book, because there's like a novella in the Akatar series, I have gone on many, many TED Talks about the Akatar series, so I don't need to continue here, although I probably will. Um, the first one is absolutely terrible. It's a Beauty and the Beast ripoff, and it's not good. The second one was very enjoyable, in my opinion. I really liked it. The third one was okay. It wasn't anything special. It was too long. All of her books are entirely too long. The fourth one, the little novella, is pointless. It's just them celebrating Christmas, which, like, okay, fun, but, like, why? And then this one was so long. This one was, like, maybe the longest. It was, like, 800-something pages. And it was just Nesta being a whiny bitch the whole time. And it was frustrating because I love Nesta, so I was excited about this book. But I just feel like it was too much and... I just was so bored and I could not force myself to like slog through it. And the writing, Sarah J. Moss's writing is just terrible. The girl needs a better editor. I don't know. A better publisher. I don't know. But she needs someone to go through and slash out half of her books and then fix the fucking writing because it's like the same phrases over and over and over again. And it's like this piss poor grammar and I hate it. So I DNF'd that book as well. I also DNF'd The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. It has a 4.26 on Goodreads. Um, I knew going into it I wasn't going to like it, but I was sucked in by the hype. It is a historical, it's like historical fantasy kind of, it's like historical romance. And I knew, I was like, this is not my thing, this is not my genre, I'm not going to like it. And I was correct, I did not like it. Um, I was a little frustrated that I let myself get sucked in because I was wasting time reading this when I could have been reading something else. And I was like, why am I reading this? Like, what am I doing? This is so silly. So I DNF'd it. And a lot of people still really like it. If you like historical fiction, like I have heard nothing but great things about this book. Like so many people love this book. It is probably definitely worth the hype if that is a genre that you can enjoy. But I just couldn't. The truck people outside paving the road are even louder now so bear with me um the next one is the guest list by lucy foley this has a 3.86 on goodreads and i dnf this one as well um this was super boring and it was told from so many different points of view that it was almost hard to follow i read it physically thank goodness because if i was listening to this as an audiobook i would have died um, but it just wasn't enjoyable and I sort of like fast forward and read the ending and the ending was like, okay. And it was like, like, it wasn't an okay ending. It was like, okay. Like, why do we care? Like, this is stupid. Like, it just like, it all just like fit together, but it all just like was really annoying. Um, and it was like, okay, well then what was the whole point of, I don't know. I just didn't like it. 
And um, a lot of people rave about that book. And it's almost infuriating to me because it's so slow and boring. And I don't know. It's just not good. The next one is The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. It has a 4.22 on Goodreads. It's on my TBR, but I don't think I'm going to like it. It is like literary fiction, I want to say. Maybe historical fiction. And it is just, it's like about two sisters. I believe they're both mixed or um, maybe I'm doing this wrong. I think they're both mixed and like one sister marries like a white man and one sister marries a black man. And so they live like two totally different lives. Um, it's almost like the Tia and Tamara experience. And I, I think it's supposed to be this like beautiful story about like race and things like that. But I think that the literary aspect of it or like the historical aspect of it is going to like push it away. It's been on my TBR forever. And every time I see it, I'm like, Ooh, but I just never have any desire to pick it up because I think it's going to be just like slow and boring to me. Um, if they could make this, this sort of sentiment, but like in another genre, I think I would be down, but I just don't think I will be able to enjoy it. Um, the next one is Anxious People by Frederick Bachman. It has a 4.23 on Goodreads. It's on my TBR. I have not read this yet. I DNF'd another book by Frederick Bachman and I've seen a lot of people talk about his writing style and things like that. Um, I enjoyed the book that I DNF'd. It was, um, my grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry, but it was like a story. It was like a bunch of little stories inside of one story. And I don't love that kind of situation. So I DNF'd it for that reason, but I was enjoying it. Like I did find his writing very funny and I've heard that anxious people is like incredible. It's about like a robbery gone wrong. And this guy is, I think he's hiding out in a building across the street from a bank that he tried to rob. And he's like holding all these people at gunpoint. And it's about like how you react in a situation like that and things like that. So I think that that's probably very good. I keep downloading it and then I keep letting it lapse because I'm like, I just am not ready. I don't know. I think I'll probably try it at some point, And I think it'll be my first like Frederick Bachman, like that I've read. There's other books that I'm like, I go back and forth that he's um, written, but ultimately I think if I read one, it's going to be anxious people. The next is the push by Ashley Audrain, 4.14 on Goodreads. And I gave it five stars. This book was so, so good. There's like all these like trigger warnings. Like if you're pregnant or if you're having a child, like don't read it. And I don't honestly think it's that serious because I want a child and you know, it's something to think about maybe, but, um, I don't think it probably happens as often as it would scare you into thinking, I don't know, but it's basically about this woman that has like no attachment to her child and her child is a little demonic and it was so good. It was so exciting. Um, I feel like as a whole, I think I mentioned, um, I feel like this was better than baby teeth by, I think it's like Jojo Zouage or something. I'm not sure what her name is. Um, or Zozo. I'm not sure. But I think that this one was better than that one. They're similar. Um, I think that the big traumatic events that happen in Baby Teeth were like way bigger um, than the ones that happen in The Push. But I do think that as a whole, The Push is better because there were a lot of slow moments in Baby Teeth in between all of the big events, which I've already said all of this before, but just throwing it out there again. The uh, number 10 is Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo. It has a 3.97 on Goodreads. I gave it five stars. I absolutely love this series. I need to get on Six of Crows and whatever else 
whatever that is, um, and watch the show because I adored these books. Um, I think they're a little dense. I think they're a lot. I think they're a lot to take in, but I do think they're worth it. And I do think they're very well done. They're not like anything else. Um, and I just think that they're good. And if you don't like them, then that's fine because I'm not going to force them on you the way I would something else. But I, I do understand that there is a lot of diversity on how people feel about these books. Not everyone loves them, but let me tell you, Leigh Bardugo could give Sarah J. Mass a run for her money any day because Leigh Bardugo's writing is way better. Okay, the next one is The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. It has a 3.80 on Goodreads, and it's on my TBR. I've mentioned this book before. It is about these women that go to the apothecary to kill their husbands. It is historical fiction, but for some reason, I feel like I would enjoy it. So I'm very curious to see how that goes. The next one is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens, 4.46. This is the highest so far, and I fucking hate that. Oh my god, I hate this book so much. You already know. I don't need to explain. It's infuriating to me that it has the highest rating so far because, my god, this book is bad. Um, people are still just like sucked into the hype. People, books get hyped up by the wrong people and then people assume that they need to read them. And I was one of those people. I assumed I needed to read it. And it was back in the day before I was okay with casually DNFing books. And now, had I known what I know now, I would have DNFed that fucking book. The Wife Upstairs by Rachel Hawkins, uh, 3.78 on Goodreads. I gave it two stars. It was a Jane Eyre retelling, and it was not well done. It was thrilling at points, and I was excited about it, but then the ending was totally stupid, and it was like, what was the point of this whole book? Like, there's obviously a wife upstairs, and that is like five seconds of the book, and then it moves on. I did love the epilogue. I thought that was fun, but... It was just not a, a good or memorable book in any way. And I was so frustrated because I had recently read Jane Eyre. So the comparisons were just, it was just lazy. She didn't even try to change their names or be creative. I just felt like it was lazy writing. I felt like she was just writing the same story over again. and was like, oh, well, what if Jane Eyre was a thriller? Like, no, we don't like it. Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey has a 4.23 on Goodreads. I DNF this. I listened to the audiobook, which is what I tend to do with celebrity audiobooks. And... Uh, there's a TikTok that went around back probably when it came out where you're listening and then all of a sudden it's like, well, and like he just like really loudly will just like accelerate I, like I just did and that was probably inconsiderate of me. But he just like will, will just like all of a sudden like raise the pitch of his voice like 12 octaves and you're just listening very calmly and then it's like these big outbursts and you're like, what the fuck, Matthew? Um, also it was just a bunch of scattered bullshit. It was nothing about him. It was about other people that are in his life. And it was like other people's stories that he was putting together. And then he was trying to like sell a book of like quotes, basically like it was supposed to be like an inspirational book. I don't know. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was boring. And I was hoping for like a Matthew McConaughey tell all. And that's not what it was. So I DNF'd. The next one is A Promised Land by Barack Obama. It has a 4.38 on Goodreads. It's on my TBR, but it's on my TBR with the intention that, like, will I read this? Honestly, truly, probably not. I started listening to the audiobook that is, like, 35 hours long or something. 
and that just shook the whole house so that was fun um it is like 35 hours long or something and it is truly a monster of a book it's so long and I don't think I fully comprehend all of the things that he talks about um I know in the first 30 minutes or so the first three hours or so that I listened to um it was about you know politics political strategy things like that things I don't understand so it's on my list we own it my husband bought it um you know Michelle Obama wrote a book that was shorter and it was more enjoyable so I don't know it's on my list um but I'm gonna need you know hours of my life to be able to freely devote to reading it number 16 is the house in the cerulean sea by tj clune it has a 4.49 on goodreads and that is higher than where the crawdad sings so we love to see that stupid book dethroned i gave this four stars and it was good i think it definitely lives up to the hype um i had the nose burning like tingling like about to cry feelings when i was reading it and i think it's a book that pretty much anyone can like I know there is some controversy about this book that happened after I read it, I think, or maybe right when I was reading it. Um, so he was already doing this book, okay? He was already doing this book, and then he researched some sort of adoption something that he kind of, I think, got ideas from or was going to get ideas from or something, and then he decided that he wanted to stay away from that. So he went in a different direction and did not touch on that. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Do your own research, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I, I don't think it was badly intentioned. But then again, he's a white man. I don't know. He is a gay white man. And I think that his book is very wholesome. And I think that... It is about loving people no matter what they are like. And I think it's got a good message. So um, do your own research. But I thought this was a, a, a very adorable book. It was very cute. And it gives you just like warm, fuzzy feelings. The next one is The Sanatorium by Sarah Pierce. It has a 3.43 on Goodreads. It sounds scary. I don't think I've ever heard of this book before. And I'm going to add it to my TBR. But like with the intention that like will I read it? I don't know. I believe it is about um, this place that used to be like a sanitarium or whatever. And it is a place that people can go and stay like a getaway place now. And some spooky shit happens. And I think someone dies. And... Yeah, it sounds kind of scary, but I think I'm willing to give it a shot. The next one is Later by Stephen King. It has a 4.4 on Goodreads. I have no idea what it's about. I don't do Stephen King, so that's a no for me. The next one is Ready Player Two by Ernest Cline. It has a 3.45 on Goodreads. I gave it three stars. I thought it was good. The Ready Player One books are okay. Um, There was a lot. He was kind of annoying in the second book, and it was kind of like... He shouldn't have been the main character or the main focus of the second book. I think it should have been told from one of the girls' point of views. And um, it just was a lot of, like, him not wanting to give them power or, like, him not wanting them to be right or him wanting to do something different. And that was kind of annoying. But I did understand a lot more of the references in the second book than I did in the first book. So it was fine. It's, like, you know, if you're into the 80s or whatever, it's not a bad, like, it's not a bad set of books, but... 
it's definitely um, also not like something I'm going to go tell everyone that they should go read right away. The next one is Clara and the Sun by Kazuo Ishiguro. It has a 3.84 on Goodreads, and I honestly have no idea. I'll add it to my TBR, but, like, I don't understand what this book is about. You can go read the synopsis because it doesn't make any sense to me. Something about – nope, I'm not even going to try. Something about a market, I think. I don't know. It's just it's just not for me. Number 21 is Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. It has a 3.85 on Goodreads, and I gave it four stars. I really enjoyed this. I thought it was really good. Um, it was fun to read a story about a nanny and the relationship that you have with the family that you work for because it's not always great. Um, and there was, like, a lot of talk about race without it being, like – Race was very prevalent, but it was not something like she was not super about talking about it. So it was kind of secondary characters that were really bringing up the race thing and um, bringing up the discussion of race. And I thought that was really well done. And that was really interesting to read. And um, I think I'm in the minority in this because I was annoyed with some of the things. There was like this big villainization of the mom in the book. And I just feel like it was a little too harsh um, because I do think she did some things right. And so I felt like she was just being cast as the villain and people hated her and blah, blah, blah. And I just had a lot of empathy for her in that situation. And I understand that she did things wrong and I'm not defending her and the things that she did wrong. It's also been a while since I read it, so I don't fully remember. But I do remember being frustrated that it wasn't all on her. Um so yeah, it's a very good book. I think it talks about a lot of good topics. I'm not in a place to say if it's like, you know, good on race or not, but I feel like it did a very good job talking about race without being in your face about it. And I really liked the way that it was done. Um, the next one is The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Oseman. It has a 3.98 on Goodreads. And I have never read this, but it's been on my TBR for a while. It's basically these people that form a murder club is pretty much self-explanatory. The next one is Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. It has a 3.7 on Goodreads, and I gave it two stars. I actually just saw that um, the dad that I work for has it in his bag, and I was like, bro, it's not a good book. Let me just go ahead and tell you now, it's not good. Um, I gave it two stars because I was generous. At the end, it kind of recaptured my attention in some way, but it was super weird, super unnecessary, and I'm honestly surprised it's on this list because no. The next one is American Dirt by Janine Cummins. This is a 4.35 on Goodreads. I will not be reading this book just because I've seen so much controversy about this book. I believe it is um, from the um, what am I doing? point of view of Hispanic people or Mexican-Americans or something like that, like coming over from Mexico. I think that's what it's about. Um, and listen, I should have done my research, but we are flying on the seat of our pants right now. Anyway... It is apparently written by a white woman and she just basically is like stealing stories or something um, as white women do. And it is just like not a good scene. And I've seen so many people just talk about like how terrible this book is and how this book should not have been written and things like that. So I've also seen some people read it and really love it and then they get chewed out for reading it. So it's kind of like... Um, even if you wanted to read it, you probably shouldn't just because you're going to get picked apart. I don't really know. Kind of like Harry Potter at this point, but um, I am just going to steer clear of it because it doesn't even sound interesting to me. 
because it's like that literary fiction sort of world. The next one is The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelidis. It has a 4.11 on Goodreads and I gave it five stars. I fucking loved this book. I fucking loved it. It was like so-so and then I was getting into it and then it was getting really good. And then there's this motherfucking twist that I never saw coming and it was so good. And then the whole rest of the book is fantastic. Um, there are a lot of people that don't like it. There are a lot of people that think it's like misogynistic. And there's a lot of people that don't think the twist was good. There's a lot of people that thought it was really boring. And those people can suck it because I really liked it. But, I mean, it's it's out there. People didn't like it. I don't know what to tell you. I freaking loved it. Number 26 is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. It has a 4.44 on Goodreads. I DNF this book. Um... I've said before, Taylor Jenkins Reid is not my style, and this book was essentially a memoir of this woman who's not real, and it was just about her life, and memoirs aren't necessarily interesting to me unless I know the person, so this definitely was not for me. The next one is Untamed by Glennon Doyle, 4.03 on Goodreads, and this is a no from me. I've already talked about how I will not be reading this book, and honestly, I think when I talked about it before, I was wrong. I don't know if she cheated on her husband if her husband cheated on her but either way I just wasn't interested so that's not going to happen the next one is the survivors by Jane Harper it has a 3.77 on Goodreads it's on my TBR but I just heard someone say it's not that good so I don't know if I'm still gonna be interested and I don't remember what it's about so yeah Number 29 is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets by J.K. Rowling. It has a 4.43 on Goodreads. I give this five stars, of course. All Harry Potter books get five stars, in my opinion. I love Harry Potter. I understand that J.K. Rowling is the worst, but I still really love Harry Potter. And um, it's kind of like, I understand that this is a controversial thing I'm about to say. And I'm, I understand that's controversial. And so I just need you to understand that I understand that it's controversial. You got me? Are we, are we still together? Okay. So it's kind of like my thoughts on Chick-fil-A, okay? Chick-fil-A, I love. I love Chick-fil-A. I get down on Chick-fil-A. Um, originally, <laughs> at the beginning of my pregnancy, Chick-fil-A was something that I could stomach. It's not anymore, but you know. Um, and I also appreciate Chick-fil-A's fucking business model because they are faster than fucking shit at everything and they need to organize the world. However, their um, morals and values I don't support. However, I know that there are tons and tons of gay people and there are tons and tons of people that Chick-fil-A discriminates against that also love Chick-fil-A because Chick-fil-A is just really fucking good. And as much as I want to support other people and I want to be an ally for LGBTQ people and for black people, for people of color, for transgender people, for people that are... Um, uh, what am I trying to say that are I, just all people. I just want to be supportive for all people. I also really like their food. And so I know that I'm giving money to a company that puts their money into bad things. Um, but, uh, until we as a society can overthrow them, I feel like I'm going to keep going and I am aware that that's bad, but the same thing with Harry Potter. I know that there are a lot of people that are transgender or whatever that they still really enjoy Harry Potter and they still really love it because it got them through tougher times when they were younger and things like that so while I don't support JK Rowling I'm not out here purchasing any more of her things I I all the things that I own I own but I'm not in any way contributing to her 
pocket in any way that I can anymore, um, which is not technically the same with Chick-fil-A because I'm still buying Chick-fil-A, so I'm still giving them money, but it's a work in progress. I am aware that it's not good, but until there's like a better, <laughs> until there's a better way for me to do this, like I would, I, uh, see, I feel like I sound like such a shit. Um, I just think it's very nuanced. I think it is difficult for me to erase my memories with Harry Potter. Harry Potter is such a nostalgic, it is such a, like, comfort to me, and it was, like, a huge part of my life growing up. It was, you know, I was a very good student, and my grandma always bought me books, uh, the Harry Potter book every year for, like, a reward for being such a good student, and, um, she was the only person that acknowledged that, so it, Harry Potter is very much tied to my grandma and it's very much tied to my childhood and I am pregnant so I'm sorry that I'm like getting weepy about this but um it is very difficult for me to just completely erase those feelings and those memories and pretend like it's not fantastic when it is um I think it's very unfortunate that JK Rowling is such a witch but I think that we can excommunicate her from Harry Potter and carry on with our lives and um enjoy the things that we enjoy and the feelings that we have without her um I know that I'm not even in a position that I can say that this is fine because I'm not the ones affected by Chick-fil-a I'm not the ones affected by Harry Potter but this is just like my two cents on a difficult situation and this is how I rationalize it um I think I've talked about this before but if I haven't then I don't know but like I Recently, we rewatched the Harry Potter movies, and I had been working my way through the books again for the 800th time, and I've been itching to read the sixth one because it's been a while since I have read the fifth one, and I've been kind of itching to read it. So I know that that's going to happen sometime soon, especially because with this pregnancy, I'm like not feeling good, and I need something to make me feel good, and that's what those books do. So unfortunately, I understand that it's a shitty situation, but I do my best and I try to give myself grace and I'm allowed to support the wrong people in the wrong things sometimes, even though I am aware that it's not great and I can only try to be that much more helpful and advocate for people um, in the reverse situations. If that makes sense, I hope that makes sense and I hope you understand where I'm coming from and I don't sound like a complete idiot, but that is just my thoughts on that. The next book is Normal People by Sally Rooney. It has a 3.85 on Goodreads, which is fucking tragic in my opinion. I gave it a five star. I absolutely love Normal People. When I read it, it crushed me in the best way and I was like, holy shit, it is like someone cut me open and just like pulled out all my heart and like pulled out like every thought I've ever had. I don't know. I just thought it was like fantastic. And um, it's a book that people either absolutely love or absolutely hate. So it's funny to me that it has a 3.85. I guess it's because it's balancing out the five and the one stars. But I absolutely love it. I think it is fantastic. If you have not read Normal People, it is one of the books I talk about the very most I feel like on this podcast. So go read it. What are you doing? Number 31 is Firefly Lane by Kristen Hanna. This is the one that I said I might read. It is a 4.12 on Goodreads. There's a TV show with Katherine Heigl and whatever the girl from Scrubs name is, I can never remember her name. I want to call her Ellie, but I think that's her name on Scrubs and I've never seen an episode of Scrubs. So I don't know how I know that. But anyway, um, it seems like 
it is similar to Malibu Rising in that it kind of goes back to the 80s a little bit and it's about these girls in their childhood and then as adults. So I'm interested, okay? I'm interested. Outlawed by Anna North, 3.57 on Goodreads. I've mentioned this book before. Probably not going to happen. It's historical fiction. I am all for the rah-rah women cowboys, but I just don't care. The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller is a 4.41 on Goodreads. It's on my TBR. It's, this is the thing. I keep picking up these Greek mythology books and I keep reading them thinking that I'm going to love them because I love Greek mythology, but they're like Greek historical fiction and I hate historical fiction. So I'm bored out of my fucking mind. It happened with Circe. It happened with Ariadne. And then I've just been waiting on this one because I just know I'm going to pick it up and it's going to be awful. The next one is The Queen's Gambit by Walter Tevis. It has a 4.21 on Goodreads. I'm not going to read this. I requested it from the library and I got it. And it's very small. It's very thin. And I sort of flipped through and it seems like it's very, very true to the show. Like it's like the show was very true to the book. So it seems like it would be a very similar experience to just watching the show. And I really enjoyed the show. And it's not going to be exciting for me to see the outcome because I already know what happens. But I do think it's probably a good book if you haven't seen the show. Maybe go read the book. It's probably a quick read. It's like 100 something pages. And then go watch the show because it's fantastic. The next one is Beach Read by Emily Henry. It's a 4.06 on Goodreads. And I DNF this motherfucking book. Sarah, yes I did. I DNF'd your favorite. Um, It is not good. It is not at all. When you think Beach Read, you are thinking of fun and happy and sunshine. And you get this dark, depressed, sad little book that I wanted no part of. So... Number 36 is Atomic Habits by James Clear. It has a 4.36 on Goodreads. This is a no for me simply because I don't read self-help books. It's just not my thing. Number 37, Animal Farm by George Orwell. It's a 3.96 on Goodreads. And it's been on my TBR for as long as I've known who George Orwell was. Um, you know, I don't know when that'll happen. Next is In Five Years by Rebecca Sorrell. I hated this book. It is a 3.83 on Goodreads. I gave it two stars, which I think was being generous. I think the idea was super fun, but the execution was god-awful. It's like this girl has this dream that's five years in the future, and she's dating this guy, and then lo and behold, she ends up meeting this guy because he's dating her best friend, and it's just fucked up, and I just, it just wasn't good. It could have been so much better, and it was awful. The next one is One on One by Ruth Ware. It has a 3.73 on Goodreads. I DNF'd this, but I could see this being a book I would read in the future. I think I DNF'd it because it was too similar to The Unwanted Guest, An Unwanted Guest by Sherry Lapina, and I really loved that book. It seems like the same thing, like they're all stuck in a cabin, someone killed someone. I think I actually saw a spoiler, so I know who did it, so all the more reason I feel like it's very similar to the Sherry Lapina book. But I do think... Um, Sometime in the future, I could pick this up again, and I think I could probably read it and enjoy it because it is probably decent for a thriller, but I just, at the time, I was just like DNFing books left and right, and it just wasn't for me in that moment. The next one is Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. It has a 4.24 in Goodreads, and it's been on my TBR forever. Everyone and their fucking mom has read this book and loves this book. I don't know why I can't get myself to read it. I think I'm going to be let down and I don't think I'm going to like it. And I can see this being a book that I would DNF. I think I've said that before on this podcast, but I can see it being a book that I would DNF. And so for that reason, I've just like sort of held off. And I think what's going to happen is I'm just never going to pick it up because of that. 
Number 41 is Concrete Rose by Angie Thomas. 4.45 on Goodreads. Five stars. Glowing, raving five stars. It was fantastic. It was even better than The Hate You Give, which I did not think was possible. I absolutely fucking loved it. I didn't know I needed a story about Maverick Carter, but this is where we are. Um, Maverick Carter. Is his name Carter? Maverick Star? I think their last name is Carter. 1984 by George Orwell. Again, just been on my TBR because it's George Orwell. However, I did get it from the library and I was like, oh, do I want to read this? I don't know. Um, it has a 4.19 on Goodreads though. The next one is Leave the World Behind by Ruman Alum. It has a 3.25 on Goodreads, but I don't think I'll be picking this up. I did not like the other book of his that I picked up, Single and Pretty or something, and I DNF'd that book, and I've seen a lot of people talk about this book, about how you think it's supposed to be about something, and then it's about something else, and people are like, what the fuck did I just read? So for that reason, I don't think I will even try it. The next book is Cersei by Madeline Miller. I already said I DNF'd this one. It has a 4.26 on Goodreads. I was so excited, but I was like, why is this so slow? Why is this so boring? I don't care. The next one is The Hunting Party by Lucy Foley. It has a 3.66 on Goodreads. I DNF this as well. This seems, again, like an unwanted guest by Sherry Lapina and One by One by Ruth Ware. However, I don't like Lucy Foley. I didn't like the guest list. I don't prefer her. So this one I definitely will not be rereading or even trying ever again. Um, it's the same sort of setup, and it's about a hunting party, people that are hunting, which is like, ew. Um, so yeah, if I do pick up any of them, it would be one by one by Ruth Ware. But again, the unwanted and unwanted guest by Sherry Lupina, I really enjoyed. The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse by Charlie McKeezy. It has a 4.59 on Goodreads, which is that higher than which one? It was a uh, house in the Cerulean Sea. What do we have? Oh god, where did it go? Um 4.49 so this has a 4.59 so this is the highest right now it's on my tbr but i honestly don't know what this book is about i i don't understand there's pictures it's a boy that's friends with a mole and a fox and a horse i don't know is it a chapter book even i don't know Educated by Tara Westover has a 4.46 on Goodreads. It is on my TBR, but it's a book that I look at and I'm like, I don't want to read this. It's like a memoir about this girl who was uneducated, educated herself, and then became a teacher, I think. Pretty sure. Um, don't really care. It's like a where the crawdad seeing in real life sort of situation. Not super interested. Girl A by Abigail Dean, 3.64 on Goodreads. It's on my TBR, I guess. I'm not super into it. It's something about like, all of these people were killed or something and then one of them um, comes back or something and they're trying to figure out if she's at risk or why her family was killed or something. I don't know. The next one is Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell. 4.29 on Goodreads. I give it four stars. I thought this was very good. I was very shocked. I know you all are. Historical fiction. I don't know. I thought it was very good. I thought it was interesting. It was about Shakespeare and his wife and their family and I thought it was interesting so this is the kind of historical fiction I can do apparently the 50th book is Piranesi by Susanna Clark this is a 4.29 on Goodreads and this is on my TBR but it's just like the song of Achilles where it's Greek historical fiction will I end up reading it will I DNF it who knows 
Um, the next one is Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman. I DNF'd this book a long time ago, like before I was okay with DNFing books, I DNF'd this book. I gave it a 4.26, or Goodreads gives it a 4.26. I DNF'd it. Um, it just was really like whiny and silly, and it's this girl that becomes a groupie of a band. I don't know. Didn't love it. The next one is My Dark Vanessa by Kate by Kate Elizabeth Russell. It has a 4.05 on Goodreads and it's been on my TBR forever. I think it's about a girl that has like multiple personalities or something. I'm not sure, but I remember like thinking that it was probably interesting and I haven't read it. So number 53 is cast by Isabel Wilkerson. It has a 4.56 on Goodreads, which is 4.56. Okay, very close to the top, but not surpassing the boy and the horse and all that shit. Um, it is about caste systems and race, I think. And those kind of books just aren't my thing. I wanted to read all of those like, you know, like, so you want to talk about race and those kind of books, like really breaking down like race and things like that but it's just too much for me that stuff is too much for me it literally like takes a toll on my mental health because I'm like why can't everybody just be nice to everybody and it really hurts my soul so um also those books are typically boring to me they're like non-fiction books and I don't do well with non-fiction so that's gonna be a no the next one is The Dutch House by Ann Patchett it's a 4.10 on Goodreads this is a no for me I don't really remember what it's about, but it's a no. And then Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng, which is a 4.09 on Goodreads. I DNF this book and I have no regrets because the book sucked. The show, great. And then the last one, number 56, Becoming by Michelle Obama, 4.51 on Goodreads. I'm so annoyed that that's not higher. Um, she's very close to the top though. Good for you. Good for you, Michelle. Um, I said Miss Shell hilarious um anyway um who calls me oh david sometimes my middle name is michelle and sometimes david calls me samantha michelle obama hubachek which i think is <laughs> i think is funny and it's an honor thank you michelle um i give this five stars i thought this was fantastic like i said her book was way easier to consume because it was a biography versus barack's books which are like <gasps> A lot to take in. Her book was great. It made me cry. There's like so many touching moments when she was talking about just like the changing of hands when it, you know, when the role of first lady came to her and then versus when she passed it down and things like that. And it's just like the tradition and the history. I was just like, oh my God, it's so, yeah. So I really loved that book. So out of 56 books, I read 16 of them, which I think is pretty good. I DNF'd 12 of them. So technically I've read or attempted to read 28 out of 56, which is half. And then there's 28, which is half that I have not read. So I think that's pretty decent for this best books list on Goodreads. Um, ones that I know, let's see. Which ones do I even plan on reading out of those 28? Honestly, truly. One, two, three, four, five. Um, I'm sure this is super enjoyable. Six. Um, um, 
seven, probably about seven out of 28 do I actually think that I would ever give a shot to. So we'll see how that goes. I probably won't update you, but at some point I might be like, hey, remember I read this book and this book was on that list that I, you know, said I would never read or something like that. I don't know. Um, how many have you read out of all 56? Let me know. Email me at she read, he said at gmail.com and we can talk about it and you can tell me all the books that you've read. Have you read more than me? Um, don't tell me if you like where the crawdads sing. Cause you know, I don't want to hear that shit. And, um, yeah, until next time, friends. Ciao.